Before we move forward with the episode, we here at Slave Affairs would like to offer our deepest condolences to the family of Dante Wright, a 20-year-old unarmed black man that was killed by a white police officer during a routine traffic stop in Minneapolis. Police violence must end. The fight is a long one, but we cannot let up. We have to continue to fight against white supremacy and state-sanctioned violence against Black people. Dante Wright, you are in our thoughts, and we continue to fight for all of the people who have lost their lives to police violence. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Slate of Affairs. This is a podcast dedicated to critical conversations by Black and Brown voices. Today, we are talking all about the infamous Khloe Kardashian bathing suit selfie that took the internet by storm. As the number of COVID-19 vaccinations rise, we here at Slave Affairs like to do the same thing in a segment we call What's Happening, where we highlight the happy in the headlines and in our lives. Blake, we're starting off with you. What's happening with you this week? Oh, I'm so privileged. I go first. Okay, listen, y'all. So last week, your boy digressed, right? But this week, we are back to regular scheduled programming. It is all about Black excellence. And this time around, good things come to those who wait, right? Because Mm -hmm. SZA graced her with all of the gags that children needed. So she and Doja Cat debuted on a new song, Kiss Me More. And the video, let me just tell you something, like, God is a woman, and most specifically, God is a Black God is a woman. Black woman. Spoiler, 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 right? Yeah. Tatiana mm-hmm. said it first, I said it second. <laughs> and SZA is just, like, so fucking beautiful. Oh, I know. This girl yeah. was glowing, y'all. I was dropped. Dropped. We stand Doja here, and we stand SZA, and we've mm. hyped them up on separate occasions several times. And I love when two people in the industry that you love equally like come mm-hmm. together and it works because sometimes yes. it don't always work, but it worked. So the question is, this works for all of us? Because seldom do we wow. ever actually all three I of know. us agree it's on so a music It's so funny because I was y'all. really excited for it to come out and I didn't say, I didn't want to say anything because I was like, I'm excited. We actually were on a video call with each other the night it dropped and I was oh, going to yeah. say something when we were on the phone, but I was like, I'm not going to say nothing. Like, I want this moment. <laughs> I want it. And so when Daniel texted us in our group chat and was like, you guys, I'm living and Blake was like, I'm living. I felt in my heart, I was like, oh. It's definitely going to be a song of the summer. I also do want to take a moment to talk about the beautiful man in this music video. Do not know his name, um, but I will Google this right after this recording. He is so gorgeous. And just him and SZA and Doja rolling around (laughs) on these pink satin sheets. But stream Kiss Me More on Spotify. (laughs) Yes, it was so good. It was just amazing. All right, Daniel, what's happening with you? So if you are familiar with this podcast, then you are aware of the Slate of Affairs Hall of Fame, illustrious individuals that we stand very aggressively. That includes hot girl stunner Megan Thee Stallion, problematic fave Doja Cat, (laughs) unproblematic white man and Tatiana's resident bae, Christopher Jamal Evans, and the (laughs) celestial beings that are Chloe and Hallie. Um, Now, I, this past weekend, was in the presence of greatness. 
and was largely unaware of this for maybe about half the time <laughs> that that uh -uh. presence existed. I went back to work and apparently the like entire cast or, or a large portion of the cast of Grownish came into the restaurant. I did, wasn't aware because I didn't have my glasses on. And this Daniel is an issue. Daniel stays <laughs> not wearing his glasses and he'll go, I can't see some. If you don't put your glasses on or get some contacts, but continue. <laughs> My coworker, who's uh, a little bit younger, she's about 22, I believe, was freaking out. And I'm assuming that these are just TikTok stars, right? I mean, it's LA, you get oh, them she, coming okay, out. Okay, so the time. she's like 22. Gronish is like her yes that's and her people. she she is freaking out and she's telling me oh my gosh do you know who those people are and i said well i, I can't see those people so i don't and she's telling me they're from Gronish, and i knew that hallie bailey was in Gronish, and i could see a, a beautiful figure with these beautiful locked up do and mm. i was trying to get close to the table to discern whether Finding or not any reason yes, to get close to the table. <laughs> any, and I was trying to be strategic. That's obvious. <laughs> but then I was able to make out the silhouette well enough to ask my coworker if it really was Halle Bailey. And she said, yes, 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 it is. And uh, I freaked along with her. So it's just the two of us freaking out. Um, Did you Daniel, not feel? Let me tell you right, something. I was say, right. like, the minute no. she walked in the room, I would have like felt they would have been like a, an air. Like, did wind? That's just... all it is. We're this inside. Is why, why is it windy? This is why I said that you're fraudulent, right? Because you do not have. <laughs> when to did you say that? that? He said in the group chat. Message. He said <laughs> you're a fraud. <laughs> because you could be Helen Keller or Stevie Wonder. If Halle Berry walked up in that bitch, you would have felt her frequency from mm -hmm. a divine being. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Okay, you don't have to see that. You feel that. So to Hallie, you, my dear, I apologize that we have <laughs> one third of Slate of Affairs there and he didn't feel your energy, but I guarantee you, mamas, I'm here for you. And you could just be in the city of San Diego, honey, and I'm coming towards you, okay? <laughs> Blake literally said sorry about this man. He's, I'm sorry about this man. <laughs> but yes, that yeah, is that is my what's but happening. Still, that's that what took so place exciting. over the weekend. Um, that's what was happening. <laughs> Tatiana, what is happening with you this week? I debated making this my what's happening. And I knew at some point I would likely talk about it on the show. Um, but just like at what point that was, I was like, eh, maybe when I'm already there. But anyways, my what's happening is that this past week, I officially submitted my very expensive deposit <laughs> and reserved my spot at Cardozo School of Law in New York City. Woo! So yes, she will be taking her talents to the East Coast. I'm very, very excited. I'm also very nervous, which is probably one of the reasons why I didn't want to talk about it on the show yet, because I feel like it makes it very real. Mm -hmm. Like once I've announced it, to um, our listeners and you guys all see it because I've only talked about it with a few people. Um, it makes it like a, this is what I'm doing. This is yeah. where I'm going. Mm -hmm. And it makes it very real. Like I'm moving across the country. I don't know anybody mm -hmm. in New York. So if we have any listeners in New York, um, show me around, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it makes it really real because before it's like, I talk about it as if like, it's a thing. Right. But yeah. It makes it real like, oh, I've actually made that decision and now I can't back out of it because I've already told everybody that listens to this show that I'm doing it and I'm not going to be embarrassed and not do it now. <laughs> yeah, there's no turning back now. <laughs> there's no turning back. So yes, so that is my uh, what's happening. She's going to be a New York City gal. We are so excited and so proud of you, both Blake and I. We've seen your journey this past year of you studying 
and you applying. We've just seen you grow so much, and I'm so thankful and grateful for where you are right now in your life. I'm even more grateful that we are going to have listeners in New York. I'm going to be sending you with a bunch of business cards with QR codes on them, (laughs) stickers, all of that swag. Throw them on the subway. Just throw them on on the subway. subway. Just start sticking them everywhere. And talk to you like real talk. Can I just say that you, so I started this journey with you, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm certainly Mm -hmm. not at a place where I know where I'm going yet. But like, honey, when I tell you that you have influenced me so much and you are high key, you are the reason that like I keep going, right? Because I see Tati excelling and I'm like, damn, bitch, like step it up, like keep raising your game because yeah. it's like, you know what I mean? I want to, every time Tati takes a step, I need to take a step, you know what I mean? And so it's just like, Y'all thank really you for thank setting you. the bar. That's all you're getting. Bitch. That's all you're getting this episode. <laughs> you know what? This just solidified that I am the Beyonce of this pod. Yeah. And I'm Who said that? that? Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? No, thank you guys so much. That really does mean a lot. And the feelings are mutual. Um, I'm going to have to start making what my what's happening more about shit that I'm doing again. So oh I'm, I like this now. Just so you can get gassed up. All <laughs> I right. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> Tatiana. Yes. Blake. Yes. I want to go back to a time when we were all on Facebook. You would take a group photo with friends or a photo of you would be snapped at a family function. And later that night, that photo would be uploaded to Facebook and you would be tagged. Now, these photos were hardly ever flattering. And if it didn't bother you too much, you would either ignore it or simply untag yourself. If it did bother you, you would ask for the photo to be removed. And if you had the available funds and necessary legal team, a third option was apparently available. Last week, a member of the Kardashian clan broke the internet once again. Well, two members. Grandmother to the pop culture dynasty, Mary Jo Shannon, took a photo of her granddaughter, Khloe Kardashian, uploaded it to social media, prompting all of hell to break loose. The photo of a paler, bare-faced Chloe arrived at every corner of the internet. BuzzFeed News kept up with the story, saying, The Kardashian machinery embarked on a game of digital whack-a-mole to scrub the internet clean of it. Issuing a DMCA, or Digital Millennium Copyright Act, notice and enforcing copyright protections. Over the last few days, accounts big and small claimed their socials were temporarily blocked and tweets deleted and some even received direct legal warnings in their inboxes. After the sweeping of the internet, Chloe took to Instagram to release a personal statement. Hey guys, this is me and my body, unretouched and unfiltered. The photo that was posted this week is beautiful, but as someone who has struggled with body image her whole life, when someone takes a photo of you and then shares it to the world, you should have every right to ask for it not to be shared, regardless of who you are. I am not perfect, but I promise you that I try every day to live my life as honestly as possible and with empathy and kindness, but I'm not going to lie. It's almost unbearable trying to live up to the impossible standards that the public has set for me. For over a decade now, in photos, every single flaw and imperfection has been microanalyzed and made fun of to the smallest detail, and I am reminded of them every day by the world. My body, my image, and how I choose to look and what I want to share is my choice. It's not for anyone to decide or judge what is acceptable or not anymore. 
Now, I will admit I am a bit biased because a couple of weeks ago I said this. I hate to say this. I really hate to say this. But if if someone stands the Kardashians or the Jenners, I, I immediately question their character. So I am speaking from an alternative perspective. I want to hear your opinions before I really go in on what this is. But where were y'all when Kardashian Gate happened? <laughs> Which Kardashian, Kardashian Gate? Gate? I know. I see. There's a lot. It's crazy because... One, to me, the picture, she looks good. Yeah. Now, I don't follow any of the Kardashians on social media. Shut um, up when you don't. I don't. So after this photo was like everywhere, I went to Chloe's Instagram page and just kind of did like a deep dive of the way she, she of her posts. And what I saw in the picture that her grandmother posted that she's been taking legal action to get removed is I saw someone who was in their full element, their happiest self, just existing with family and grandma's hanging out with them and takes a picture. Was she posed in the way that she poses in her normal photos? No. Was she given lighting and filters that accentuate certain things and hide certain things? No, but she looked good, but more so than she looking good. She looked happy. She just Mm. looked like she was, with her family and she was at peace and she was happy. And so it was so weird to me because I was like, this is not, um, it's to me, the photo was not unflattering. Now I do think that, you know, anybody is, is in a position to set up boundaries for themselves and saying, Hey, this is what I'm comfortable with being presented as. And this is what I'm not comfortable being presented as. And that is totally okay. And a lot of the things that she wrote in her post responding to this backlash were valid criticisms. The fact that she talks about having been picked apart in the media, that is a valid thing that did happen to her. And I remember a time when she was the fat sister. I remember the time when they would say that she was actually OJ Simpson's daughter. I remember a time where they really picked her apart. And now I see her now and it's very different. However, I have a hard time like fully having sympathy for her in this situation because the very thing that she is talking about and the very thing that she is dismantling is a system that she herself and her sisters have helped to set up really the social media age and the way in which we we take pictures of ourselves and post them to social media has been by and large shaped by the way the kardashians have done it i just want to say really quickly we need to get surveillance on mary joe shannon because the world will never see her again after this (laughs) they're gonna extradite her to an island she's going to be banished like we really need to get eyes on her make sure that she's safe but i do want to speak to the point that you were talking about not only of the kardashians been a part of the way that we view social media today, beauty standards, but they also profit from it. And that is a huge thing. Again, very valid, a lot of very valid things in the statement. One of the things that I do agree with is the fact that if someone takes a photo of you and it is your image and you do not want that photo posted to social media, I absolutely believe that you have every right to have it removed because that is your image. But Blake, I'm I'm curious to know, how are you feeling about this? Before I go in on 
our beloved Coco, I do just want to <laughs> stress the importance, right, of like agency. No one has permission over your body, just like Tati and Daniel said. Uh, but I think it would be also a whole last lie if we were to sit here and act like people don't add filters onto their photos or if yeah. you know you may see an unflattering photo and you're like hey sis like you want to take that off for me just out of respect right so mm -hmm. again all of these points are valid but i don't think that her as a celebrity or a good majority right of other celebrities i.e like youtubers social media influencers um, i don't think they're the product of like this online bullying or this pressure to be perfect only because they profit off of the commentary, right? I, yes. I feel like yeah. good or bad, if you're profiting off of this social construct, then like yes. that's the uh, the mm -hmm. founding or the, the groundings of your success. So then to me, you kind of remove credibility, right? To say, hey guys, don't put that out because I put out myself in order to make money. So then, mm -hmm. I don't know, it's kind of hard for me to hold her uh, in this place where we have to censor certain things when anything else is profitable. You understand? I do want to take to the BuzzFeed article that I referenced by Ade Onibada and Tanya Chen. There's a portion where they really get down to the hypocrisy that's involved in this, where they say, Chloe has marketed everything from weight loss shakes to waist trainers, all in the name of a dollar. She has lamented the pressure of being perfect while not acknowledging the ways in which the Kardashian slash Jenner collective have shaped the standard as we know them today. Yet, where there is an economic incentive, Chloe doesn't seem to mind contributing to a culture of perfectionism, where waists are expected to be cinched and weight loss shakes replace food. The reality is that Chloe is in a body-conscious, hypercritical prison that is partially of her own making, and with every decision to edit, filter, airbrush, facetune, distort, and divorce herself from her actual image, she further fortifies this prison. And I think in this moment as well, of course, the way in which the Kardashian collective and Jenner collective operates in this social construct is it's definitely more identifiable, right? But also, I was thinking while I was researching this, how do I operate in this social construct? That is, you know what? Because when we decided we wanted to do this episode, I started doing the same thing as yeah. I'm thinking to myself, what ways am, I'm critiquing the yeah. Kardashian-Jenner empire? And mm -hmm. how do I, knowing that these things are problematic, how do I mm -hmm. continue to contribute to them? Yeah. So I, I feel like I would be a lot more because we say like, how do we contribute right to this vicious, I don't know, cycle. But for me, I think I would be a lot more understanding of Chloe if she were um, much like Rob, right, where she detached herself yeah. away from this monster, so to speak and made it very clear that she does not want to be a part of this. I can understand someone detaching themselves away from the public eye and then them now being scrutinized or them now feeling some type of way because images are being put out when they don't want to be a part of this train. But I don't understand, again, how we can hop on that train and then still give that same uh, empathy, you know? You're right. And, and especially because in the case of the Kardashian-Jenner clan. They are really a case study for being famous for being famous. Yeah, 100%. When we talk about the critique that celebrities get and the treatment that celebrities have in the media, we can look at Britney Spears and what the media did to Britney Spears. Right. We can look 
at Demi Lovato and what the media did to Demi Lovato when she was going through her eating disorders and her her body images and how the media perpetrated that. We can look at Janet Jackson after the Super Bowl and how the media engaged in making her image a a saturated, sexualized image out of her own. You know, the Kardashians are utilizing social media as their fame as their their mode of fame they are famous because they've they mm. utilized a lot of these tropes to become famous daniel mentioned the waist trainers mm-hmm. the flat tummy tees the uh, meal replacement shakes that they yeah. they've u- really used i remember at one point kim kardashian was adver- um, was advertising a um uh vitamin pill that you take that is supposed to suppress your hunger so in my mind i'm sitting here and i'm like the critiques that you have about the way the media talks about women's bodies Mm -hmm. again valid critiques except for you're exploiting women and for you to have a brand good american denim right that um goes off of the uh, advertisements that we embrace all, regardless of size, Mm -hmm. we embrace all, we love all, and we have curves to suit everyone. But yet you're saying that this picture, which again, if you don't like the picture, you don't like the picture. But I think to go to the uh, extent that she did, it says that like, that it's not okay to be like that. That's what I think you're telling the people. You have a brand that says I embraces everything. But if I look like said thing, and I want, I'm pushing legal bounds on anyone who like, you know, shares this, that to me says that's not okay to look like that. And that's an issue then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're selling to people, you know, that's like, that's, so there's this thing that (laughs) I reference a lot. It's called this, the Streisand effect. Do you know what it is? I don't yes. know. Yes. So, okay. Me. So the Streisand effect essentially is a social phenomenon that occurs when an attempt to hide, remove, or censor information has the unintended consequence of further publicizing that information mm-hmm. often okay. on the internet. And this is really what happened in, mm-hmm. in this whole debacle. I'm glad that, you brought this up. Yeah. Because essentially it was, if the photo would have gone live, right? It would have gone live. The media would have scrutinized it other part of the media would have supported it, you know, would have gone to social media, people would have commented on it, both good and bad. And it would have largely just subsided. That's usually what happens with these types of things, especially when it comes to family like the Kardashians, something happens with them so consistently, that the last thing that happened is kind of irrelevant. And instead, what took place was the sweeping of the internet with legal teams involved. But what's wild to me is not just the release of the statement, right? But the videos of like her showing off her body saying like, no, this is the real body. And it's very evident that these videos are filtered, low lighting that, that, you know, accentuates the, the silhouette of the body, bringing more attention to the fact that, you know, of the hypocrisy involved in it. And so it's just well i mean daniel now that you said that though maybe that was the whole intention and the plight of what happened what if this was mary joe shannon's doing she's in the talks with e-news to replace mm-hmm. herself yep um so i'm i'm interested what is your guys's relationship 
with social media? How has it evolved? I know, Blake, that you're not as Mm -hmm. active on the socials. Mm -hmm. Has that always been the case? I mean, for me, like you said, Tati, right? So I'm not heavy on social media. But if I'm being honest with you, I feel like I certainly... Ooh, child, I'm about to have a true life moment. So like (laughs) back in junior high, high school, right? I Even elementary, I vividly remember being on MySpace on Facebook, Mm -hmm. right? And at the time... And at the time, your boy was not out, right? And on MySpace and Facebook, there would be uh, all the pictures and it would paint me in a picture that I wasn't ready to view yet, right? And people would start talking about my sexuality and you'd see the little quizzes and everything. Mm-hmm. And it would be like, what's your first impression of Blake? And it would be like gay and I would be struggling to delete it and to take it off the internet, right? So that's mm. why I said it's super important for agency. And I totally understand that to yeah. a certain degree. But again, I am not a celebrity. I did mm-hmm. not make a profit off of public perception, right? Yes, so I yes. have that right. And I feel like low-key, ooh, child, am I still harboring these feelings <laughs> later on? Is that why I don't have We just here? opened up. Maybe. A, we opened up a door. Yeah. Um... Let's unpack that. <laughs> Here's what I'm fair is we love to unpack childhood trauma in very unique ways. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I think my relationship with social media has improved. I spent significantly less time on social media than I previously did. I was seeing how toxic social media can actually be. I would follow these very conventionally attractive men. But Mm -hmm. like the thing was, is that I was starting to internalize the fact that I did not look like that. And Mm -hmm. therefore starting to feel bad about how I actually looked. And then over this pandemic, I've gained weight. And it was getting difficult to stay on that social media and see all of this presented to Mm -hmm. me and me understand I don't look like that. And I'm also gaining weight at this point in time. And so I kind of just purged. I was like, we're not going to follow these types of people anymore. So now I spend less time on social media and what is available to me on social media actually does either inform me, educate me. um, Or make me laugh. Yeah. Make me laugh. (laughs) Something creative. Um, It's not just, you know, uh, a thirst trap. It's definitely interesting because I think I I really think that if you're raising teenagers, but teenage girls right now, preteens, as a parent, I'm not a parent, nor do I ever plan to be a parent. So I'm not going to try and like tell people how to raise their kids. And even if I was a parent, it's not my business how you raise your damn kids. <laughs> Just to be very cautious of what these images on social media can do for for yeah. young people and young girls and their and their body self esteem because here I'm yeah. I am 24 years old and for the first time I think in my entire life and I'm, I'm really not somebody myself on this episode I know we really are <laughs> for the first time in my entire life I'm like actually really comfortable in my body loving my body for what it is and being like mm-hmm. this is my body and and like wanting to show it off in whatever ways I want to show it off. And I can only imagine, and I didn't grow up when I was fit, like I didn't get onto social media, like Instagram influencers were not a thing when I was in high school. Like you didn't make a career because Instagram came out when I was like a junior in high school or something. And I can only imagine if you're 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, and plus on social media, if you're constantly seeing these images of what Mm -hmm. you're supposed to look like, that can be very, very difficult. But if you're just even a few years older than us, where you didn't have to deal with some of these things in the same way, you maybe don't even realize that it's happening. But social media can be very, it can, it can create, especially Instagram, because like, 
on like Twitter, like everybody on Twitter, I think as I mean, there's some toxic things on Twitter. Don Trump was one of them. But <laughs> aside from removing him did not remove some of the toxic stuff that's on Twitter. But yeah. really like on Instagram, it's very like you have Instagram influencers like yeah. that is a thing where like literally their job is to, to look yeah. pretty on Instagram. I, maybe this is a call to action. If you follow people on Instagram that are marketing to you about these images, these ideal images, unfollow them. Go through your, go, I think it's good for all of us to go through our follow list and just see what is actually, what, what are these people doing for me? Or what are these people doing to me? And unfollow them. Because really what the, you know, the influencing and, and the beauty industry does is it preys on insecurity. And there's a reason why all of us feel that way. It's because no matter how you look, no matter what you look like, you will never be the ideal. And that is purposeful. What we need to do is start to look internally and say, how do I feel though about myself? And what really matters to me? So oddly enough, we are going to keep it a hundred, but we are not going to be nasty, a bully, or anything like that online. So we have reached our most outlandish segment called The Category Is, where we are going to bring truth to the headlines. Uh, Daniel, sir, what category are you walking? The category is Cinema Perdita. In a stunning blow to moviegoers in Southern California, the owner of Pacific Theaters and Arclight Cinemas said Monday the popular cinema locations will not open again as Hollywood struggles to recover from the pandemic. I kiss my craving for heavily buttered popcorn. Goodbye. I love the movie theater. What's the last movie that you saw in theaters? You know what? I did Ooh. go to the movies like a week and a half before um, the pandemic hit and i can't remember the name of the movie but i do remember that shit was wild it was cat chad i did not go see cat category is hot girl summer governor gavin newsom announced that california is on track to fully open on june 15th and let me just tell all y'all here in california do what you got to do to make sure that we can fully reopen in june okay because i'm trying to have a hot girl summer <laughs> this will likely be the last summer in a while that i can fully enjoy i've been getting my body right i'm in shopping all of the pandemic and got clothes that i ain't never worn yet so i'm gonna need everybody to get it together so that we can have a hot girl summer collectively gavin said can y'all get off my backs if i just open up the bitch has anyone else been getting the text messages about the recall yeah every day <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just like so how do y'all feel about this recall like that ain't none of my business <laughs> no honestly i just i look the other way <laughs> The category is The Sweet Life of Home Alone. Brenda Song, most prominent for her role as London Tipton in The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, and Macaulay Culkin just welcomed their first baby into the world. Is this just as like unexpected as it is for me as for y'all? I had no it idea they were together. It is so funny because Chelsea sent me it too. She's like, what? And I was like, y'all didn't know they were together? I knew they were together, but it's Wait, because- Wait, you legitimately knew? I knew, because you want to know why I knew? Because for some reason, Macaulay Culkin be pulling. Like, he was with Mila Kunis for like nine years. Oh, he got London yeah. Tipton. And I'm like, he is, there's something going on. <laughs> I aspire to have the confidence of Macaulay Culkin. The category is rock your heart out. Can you smell what The Rock is cooking? Dwayne The Rock Johnson is open to making a run for the White House. The wrestler turned movie superstar recently addressed the notion after a poll showed he has high favorability to campaign. Now, although I do not support celebrities as president, I will always support The Rock as Secretary of Trade. 
Mm. <laughs> um, I like how we've seen before actors turn politician, but we've never seen wrestler turned actor turn politician. Mm. So I, I mean, hey. I don't think we need to. I would also argue <laughs> that if you can be a wrestler, there's some of the best actors I know are wrestlers. T. So high key, maybe he'll be able to, I don't know, portray a president certainly better than the last one. Category is what's good. Prince Phillips, the Duke of Edinburgh, has passed away at the age of 99. And my only hope is that Princess Di was there waiting for him with all her glory to tell him she knows exactly what his bum ass wife did. But someone on Twitter said that Prince Philip has really been dead for 15 years. He just he fell really over. <laughs> he really they I'm telling you, they weekend at Bernie's him for the past 10, 15 years. The category is Pursuit of Gender Bending. Kid Cuddy was the latest musical guest on SNL this week, and he pursued not only happiness, but pursued fashion, rocking a floral dress that paid homage to the legendary Cobain. Kid Cuddy also one year wore a crop top to Coachella, and like oh, everybody was just like, ooh. So we stand. There, there's this trend right now uh, where like men are wearing skirts, and I like it. Yeah. It's because they're real and they're like, oh, quick access. Mm-hmm, there you go. Not the quick access. <laughs> I mean, if you ever have to pee, you just lift yeah, it up. Yeah, for the pee, for the pee. No, that's, that's what, what we're talking about. That's exactly what we're talking about. Duh. Y'all's minds is dirty. <laughs> This is all the children have this week, but I assure you we'll be back same time, same place for a brand new episode next week. But before I let the children go entirely, y'all, I must ask a question. So I don't know if y'all have seen, but Black Twitter is showing up and showing out as always. User Roddy Muse Prime asked his followers, what chain restaurant is low-key your jam, but Black Twitter be hating on it? So our beloved Cheesecake Factory, of course, started trending because we all love brown bread, right? But my question for you two is, which restaurant is your low-key favorite? Favorite, but the people be hating on it. I'm gonna tell you right now, I will never not like Chipotle. I want to not like it, but never then at a restaurant. Chipotle is a restaurant. <laughs> no, it is not. It's a fast food restaurant. Uh, okay, I don't think I have an appropriate answer, but I will never walk up into another Chili's ever again. I'm so sick and tired of that place. What? Okay. <laughs> no, go get your two for twenty five at Chili's. Daniel just open. This is Slate of Affairs. A podcast dedicated to critical conversations about pop culture and politics. Brought to you by us. I'm Blake Gartner. I'm Tatiana Sterling. And I'm Daniel Wasius. You can catch new episodes of Slate of Affairs released every Tuesday. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you do your podcast listening. Don't forget to subscribe and please rate and review us wherever you can. Your ratings and reviews help us reach a wider audience. Follow us on our social media on Instagram at Slate of Affairs Pod. And on Twitter, at A Slate of Affairs. If you have questions or advertising inquiries, reach out to us at our email. They came, they saw, they spoke it at gmail.com. And all episode notes can be found on our website, slateofaffairs.com, underneath the episodes tab. Music brought to you by Marla Flair. And audio editing brought to you by yours truly. As always, join us next time and add some color, because there's always space for you in the conversation. 